Hello and welcome to a Super Sunday edition of the Brick House Podcast. I'm Bob Johnson. I'm Matt Baker. Uh, what a Sunday it is, Bob. Yeah, the, the grass is freshly cut. We got the oldest quarterback going against the youngest quarterback. Wait a minute. What, yeah. what sport are we supposed to be talking about? I'm excited for the football season to be over. We can really focus on, uh, on basketball. Yeah, the, the uh, Cardinals getting absolutely smashed two weeks ago kind of killed any desire I have for football for the next nine months. So bring, yeah. on, bring on the all-star game and the Suns tank and the draft and let's do it. I gotta, We're going to do the Brickhouse game show later in the episode, but I got a quick question for you. Oh, man. Super Bowl question. Yeah. Do you think Peyton Manning has more touchdowns or more commercial appearances in the Super Bowl? Oh wow! Does it so? Does it have to be different company commercials? Uh, no. Any any commercial appearance versus touchdowns? Oh man, I'm going commercial appearances. Though. Yeah, that's probably a good call. <laughs> you got to think he he'll probably get one commercial a quarter at least. Uh-huh. Pop. He's getting <laughs> so he's getting one Papa John's. He's getting a nation that nationwide potentially. Maybe some soup with J.J. Watt. Yeah. Do they, do they eat soup together? I feel like they do. No, they do the Papa John's together. Oh, okay. So they are together in a thing. But Gotcha. Yeah. What, what a crazy week in the NBA. Uh, crazy stats, especially on Wednesday night. That was one of the craziest stat nights in a, a long time, I'd, I'd have to say. Yeah, just on that night, Curry had 51 points, including 25 in the first quarter. Draymond Green had a triple-double with five blocks. John Wall had 41 points and 10 assists, and that was all in one game. Yeah, Lots of good drama. Of course, when we want to watch a comedy, we can always turn to the, the Sacramento Kings. Oh, man. Always been a, a well, a deep, a deep uh, ever-flowing, overflowing well of comedy in Sacramento. And, uh, man, it, the, the NBA gets hotter and hotter for coaches uh, on their hot seat. And George Carl is the latest one who has rumored to be on his way out in Sacramento. Is he the latest one, or is he just the continuation of the same rumor that started the day after he signed to be the coach? That's true. But four coaches have fallen before him. Now we have the uh, add Hornacek to the list of Kevin McHale, Lionel Hollins, Oof. and David Blatt. So far fired this season. That was a mercy killing for Hornacek, I think. <laughs> From what I understand is the perception of him wasn't hadn't soured as much as they just didn't think he was reaching the players anymore. I think everyone still liked him in the organization. Yeah, maybe and, so. And in the media and things in Phoenix, but they just realized... And you could tell that that might have been the case because the first game after, Markeith Morris came out and had his best game of the season. Yeah. But he yeah. claims he doesn't... He, claims he doesn't hate Jeff Hornacek, which, you know, he probably does, but... Yeah, it's just a towel fight. It's like uh, sorority sisters having a pillow fight. Yeah. No problem. Uh, yeah, some of the coaches who are still in place are just for obvious tanking purposes. I'm, I'm guessing with Sam Mitchell in Minnesota and Byron Scott in L.A. Uh, one of the great games this past week was Warriors versus Wizards, the one we're talking about, and Randy Whitman wasn't there. Another coach who will probably not uh, not survive past this season. He, uh, Randy Whitman sadly lost his brother and, and missed the game, um, which we expected. You know, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna be at your brother's funeral and not be at a basketball game, what I was not expecting 
was that Marlon Brando from Apocalypse <laughs> Now was going to fill in for Coach yeah. of the Wizards. <laughs> That's a good one. I didn't even think of that as a reference. <laughs> the Don Newman, the assistant coach for the Wizards, yeah, has this massive eye patch on and <laughs> bald head. <laughs> yeah, they it just it, it is a he is a very Im- imposing figure. Sitting there, he's big guy with the yeah bald bald head eye patch. Like you just set him. Why don't you just set him on the sidelines and just have him stand the whole game, staring at the other team, like General Patton. Yeah. So Matt, if if George Carl gets fired uh, this month, it will be the fifteenth coach fired in the NBA in the past fifteen months. Ooh wee. And the third coach fired in the past fifteen months by the Kings. It's starting to be a trend with the, yeah. the Kings. It, Every one per month. Yeah, but also with the Kings, you, you don't. The best way to have stability is to you know actually have something that's stable. And uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, built into the word there. Yeah. <laughs> so that does also doesn't mean firing three coaches in fifteen months. Honestly, it might be worth a shot for the Kings to if they're gonna fire george carl maybe give their next coach like four years just just to see oh they've got like four coaches on four-year deals they're still paying yeah that's true <laughs> does, so does uh vivek just want to keep handing out all the yeah. i have read that he's really going to have to talk to the assistant or not the assistant but the the co-owners or the minority owners about that yeah because you know it comes out they have to really foot the bill for all these coaches right a graveyard of coaches that they're still paying well look at okay so let's take for example go back to football ron rivera the coach of the panthers this is his fifth year and he went six and ten seven and nine twelve and four but then seven eight and one last year mm-hmm. so that's not you made the playoffs once, but that's kind of up and down. I made the playoffs twice. They made it with a sub-500 record, but still they were by no means a great team. So you could get antsy and pull the trigger and fire them, or you go 15-1 and this year and go to the Super Bowl. Like it, Sometimes it pays to be a little bit more patient instead of get all antsy. Because they, they could have seen last year, why why did we go sub-500? We have Cam Newton and we have some of these guys. Let's get a big – like a – some random other random coach in here to take him to the next level. But so maybe you just stick it out with George Carl a little bit. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause George Carl, by the way, only it, one of the winningest coaches of all time. Yeah. Maybe you could argue he's one of the best coaches to never win a championship. Yeah. It it's that, but that does, that doesn't mean he's a bad coach. That means he's, he just hasn't won a championship. Yeah, you know, at this point, maybe Vivek's got to look at the mirror, you know, say maybe it's not the coaches that are the problem. He got rid of those mirrors years ago, Bob. <laughs> you know, with the the high turnover rate really got me thinking, and I wanted to uh, to tell you about a story that my college roommate told me when we were uh, first living together in college. Yeah, he had this high school teacher who was so sick of teaching high school. He thought the kids were such jerks that he. He quit. You know, teachers is a, actually a pretty high turnover job. Oh, yeah. Um, but not only did he quit, he took a job at a sewage treatment facility instead. 
And you know, so he hated kids so much he would rather work with sewage. Uh, yeah, he would rather work with sewage. And uh, I don't remember exactly what his title was, but my my college roommate Stretch just called him a shit diver. And so yeah. when he decided that he wasn't going to coach high school anymore, yeah, he came into the high school class, a bunch of sophomores, and explained to them, you know, he hates them so much that he is leaving high school. And his job is going to be whenever there's a problem at the sewage treatment facility and it's in one of their big tanks, he wear, puts on a suit, dives in in the shit water yeah. to go underwater in the shit water yeah. and fix stuff. And so he's explaining to the, to the students, like, I would rather do this than spend another minute <laughs> with you people. <laughs> that, is, that is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. I thought to myself, you know, the shit divers, that's probably going to be a pretty high turnover position, too. Um, you know, and what were some other high turnover positions like like NBA coaches? I thought I made a short list. OK. Of them and I wanted to compare these jobs to some coaches. I figured rodeo clown. That's got to be a pretty high turnover. OK. Position. Yeah. By by design, kamikaze pilot. Ooh. <laughs> high turnover. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't not too many of them. They go on second missions, I would say. I haven't really heard of one of these, but maybe we're just in the wrong country for it. Uh, Tasmanian devil handler. It's probably... You probably lose a lot of fingers. I that's think. a thing? Yeah. I guess I would have to be a thing. Okay. Uh, a martyr. That's a high turnover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And uh, a cleaner of elephant cages. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, that's it's probably one where... You know, if you were to take a job like that, like you would really have to hate your high school students. <laughs> so, if you were to compare these uh, positions to some of the coaches that have that have lost their jobs recently, I would have to say Kevin McHale uh, would be the Tasmanian Devil handler. That's um, a great one. You know, unbeknownst to him, he yeah. was always destined to have his star player rip his arms off and beat him to death with him. Yeah, Kevin McHale's arms. That are yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hornacek, I thought, was the perfect kamikaze pilot because his mission the first year was to crash the fucking plane, yeah. and he really messed that up. He really messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> not only 48 did, wins instead. Not, not, yeah, not only did he not crash the plane, he bombed his enemies successfully. Okay. Yeah, so, but, but by then, he was like, no, 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 I can trust me. Like, I can really fly the plane into the ship now. And they're like, I'll no. do it. <laughs> Yeah, they traded away all of his point guards, and finally, yeah, he uh, he got that down, but a little too late. Lionel Hollins, I'd have to say, is the cleaner of elephant cages. Yeah, he was just yeah shoveling up messes that were left there by Billy King. For yeah, the last that's five years. that whole franchise is an elephant cage. David Blatt is definitely the martyr. Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, he went down uh, and was, for the most part, innocent of any wrongdoing. Maybe even like a an accused witch is more of the appropriate description okay. for, for David Blatt being yeah. run out of town. They were just looking for an excuse to string him up. Yeah. I think uh, George Carl would make the perfect rodeo clown. I feel like, you know, half the king's entertainment value is just watching him like get put in a barrel and uh, then releasing the two-ton bull DeMarcus Cousins <laughs> into the into the arena with him. And the two-ton bull's little <laughs> short sidekick, Rondo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The little shorter bull. 
Uh, Byron Scott is definitely the shit diver. If you watch his face, whatever oh. D'Angelo Russell makes a mistake, <laughs> looks Man. like he'd rather be swimming in shit than putting up with these kids for another season. Did you? Good luck. Good. Good move by him because he won't be back another season. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see Don McLean, former UCLA and NBA vet who does the Clippers broadcast? What he said about Byron Scott? I saw he said something. What did he say? He just said that. Uh, you look out there and it's uninspired and he's seen old offensive sets. He's not seen any innovation. He's not seen any like creativity. He just went off on them and basically said that he said, like, I think Byron said that they're a defensive team, so they're going to do defensive first, but he's not even seen that. He just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did Byron respond? Yeah. I don't think he was too pleased, Bob, <laughs> but, uh, how many championships did you win on the Clippers? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get into a few game show questions. Bring this segment back for a, for a spin on Super Sunday. And now here's the host of the Brickhouse Game Show, Bob Johnson. So uh, I, I got a question for you here, Matt. There was a recent game where Eastern Conference player had this quote after a win in Charlotte. I was at the YMCA around the corner two years ago. Now I'm here. Oh, wow. Which Eastern Conference player who had uh, 10 blocks in the game said this after a win in Charlotte? Whiteside, Bob? Hassan Whiteside that's is the, the only, correct answer. Even before you said blocks, that's the only guy I could think of that that would have that. So You know, after we did our free agent, overrated free agent podcast yeah. last week, ESPN put Whiteside and Rondo at the top of the list of most overrated uh, potential superstars or so, upcoming free agents. So they're listening to the podcast is what you're saying. Obviously, ripping mm-hmm. off our ideas, right. ESPN. Here's another one for you. What Western Conference player who shares an agent with Rocket Center Dwight Howard is excited to go to dinner with him this offseason if Dwight opts out of his deal and becomes a free agent. Could you repeat the question, please, Bob? Okay, which Western Conference player who shares an agent with Rocket Center Dwight Howard is really excited to go to dinner with him uh, to court him in free agency uh, when Dwight opts out of his deal this summer? Who wants to go to dinner with Dwight Howard? Maybe four or five nights in a row on Mark Cuban's dime. Chandler Parsons. <laughs> Chandler Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> Although I looked it up, I'm not sure if Mark Cuban's going to pay the bill for these dinners, even though uh, Chandler and Dwight are friends back, dating back from their time in Florida. Parsons is from Orlando. Right. A max deal for Dwight Howard, if he signs one this oh. summer, would be start at $30 million a year. Yeah. And his fifth year would be forty million. That's insane. That's you can't. I I no. Don't. <laughs> he would be thirty six in his seventeenth NBA season. It's not my money. Yeah, I'm not the one paying the bill. And even then, I still can't. We, I can't do that. Has he been? I don't think he's been an All Star since he's gone to Houston. I'll look that up for you right now, Bob. I read an interesting story. I'd be surprised if you know the answer to this question, but I just wanted to to bring it up as a topic what top 10 high school prep star 
said this week he's considering declaring for the 2016 NBA draft directly from prep school. Thon Maker? It is uh, Jonathan Isaac, although I'm excited about Thon Maker uh, coming to the NBA. I'm, I'm excited for him to hopefully go to Arizona State for a season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys uh, got the uh, duffel bags full of money ready for him. Hey, <laughs> hey, that I, I wouldn't spend $40 million on Dwight Howard, but I'd give 40 <laughs> bucks to the cause for Thon Maker. Uh, Dwight was an all-star his first year in Houston. Okay. Okay. That was eight straight his eighth straight All Star game. So Isaac, this kid Isaac, he so he can you can't come straight out of high school, but prep school technically is not high school, so you could come out, right? Prep school is technically high school. Like I said, he mm. <laughs> he is trying to get around through a loophole that is recently developed because of the NBA's decision to allow kids to declare for the draft and then back out if they feel like their stock isn't high enough just so they can you know gauge their right. draft stock which i so think this just I, changed i think that's a good rule it's a good rule right but immediately isaac and his people found a way to take advantage of it mm -hmm. because if you we've talked about it before but um a lot of these high school prep stars what they'll do is in seventh grade sixth or seventh grade when they're showing this uh, super ability to play basketball, their parents will hold them back a grade. Right, they right. Hold them back a grade so they develop the super confidence, dominate the yeah. So they're the kids, right? That are uh, you know a year younger than them, and then when they get to high school, uh, after their sophomore year, if they're ranked nationally or ranked high enough, then they can just skip their junior year and uh, go directly into their senior year, so they don't miss you know, so they don't uh, have start their uh, freshman year of high school or freshman year of college at 19. So this guy did this, right? Which means that, well, let me read you how it, uh, how it's written in the, uh, in the NBA, NBA rule here. So the vagaries of the rule states that a player is eligible for the draft. If the player is, or will be at least 19 years of age during the calendar year in which the draft is held. B with respect to a player who's not an international player, at least one NBA season has elapsed since the player's graduation from high school. Or if the player did not graduate from high school since the graduation of the class with which the player would have graduated had he graduated from high school. So this means that his first year was in 2011 yeah. of high school. So that means he would have graduated in 2015. But he held himself back a year, so he's actually graduating in 2016. But he would have graduated, and that's how it is written in the eligibility rules. That's I. I'm yes, okay. And this mean you know it, it could even end up being that the guy starts his NBA career by suing the NBA to allow him to play in the NBA. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, he's a six foot ten player from Florida. His game has been compared to Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's going to Florida State. He's he's uh, committed to Florida State, but is uh, you know deciding about his options here. That's real weird. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay, I have a multiple choice question for you. Okay. I don't know if you've heard this news, but I find it exciting. Which current NBA player is starting his own podcast? On Adrian Wojnarowski's The Vertical Podcast Network. Got a multiple choice. Okay. For you. 
A, Meta World Peace. B, J.J. Reddick. C, Draymond Green. Or D, Joel Embiid. Wow. Uh, Had you heard about this? No, I haven't. You know, I'm, I'm going to say Embiid because Embiid is currently hurt and appears that like he will be hurt for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. It's not Embiid, although I thought it would probably be a good choice yeah. for him to, you know, at least uh, find a second option for his career, uh, yeah. maybe talking right. about basketball. Dray- Draymond Green, okay, so I don't think it's Draymond because Draymond, if he would do a podcast, he would put it on that one site that he's a part of. Right, he's with uh, Uninterrupted. Yeah, so he LeBron. would do it through that. Our test seems like t- such a easy answer. Is it Reddick? J.J. Reddick yeah. is going to be doing podcast even during the season. Amazing. Uh, so my last question for you here, Matt. If J.J. wanted to get great ratings for his show, which Clippers teammate should be his first guest? Ooh. <laughs> okay. You might have heard about him in the news for unbasketball-related reasons. Blake Griffin? <laughs> is that who we're going with? That's who we're going is that his, with. Is that his first guess? Yes. Uh, no, I, it hasn't been announced, but okay. I think that that would be pretty wise if it was. Yeah. And Blake's got to say something eventually, so... So let's go into our new segment, or not a new segment, but our next one. (laughs) Basically, Nostradamus. I'm going to ask you who you think is going to win these all-star events. Oh, yeah. Let's do this one. Hopefully Jimmy Butler is not too hurt that uh, the East has to replace him. But we'll just go from from who's currently on on the schedule for the weekend. The dunk contest contestants were announced. Will Barton from Denver, Aaron Gordon from Orlando, uh, reigning champion Zach Levine from uh, Minnesota, and Andre Drummond, uh, the only all-star competing in the event. You had to pick a winner. Who would you go with there, Matt? Repeat again. So it's Barton. Barton, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, Andre Drummond. Uh, I think the winner is probably Zach Levine because he's a great dunker. He is an amazing dunker. Uh, if you had to pick an upset, if I had to though, pick an upset, I would pick Aaron Gordon. Nice. That's actually who I was going to say yeah. as well. He, uh, I don't think he has the same like skills for dunking mm-hmm. that Zach Levine has, um, but he could definitely dunk over a Kia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, <laughs> hit. Uh, and Drummond's just too big, I think. Yeah, I think I mean I know Gordon's also big, but Drummond's just a, that much bigger. You know? I'm I'm excited to see what Drummond's going to do. Okay, so yeah, I think Levine with the ups, upset pick of Aaron Gordon. It would be cool if he just like kept defending it like uh, Ken Jennings or something every year. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the three point contest has some interesting players. Oh in man, it. The, this is a this is a great one. Yeah, both of the Splash Brothers are in Curry and Thompson. Uh, Mr. Podcast himself, J.J. Reddick, Chris Middleton, James Harden, Kyle Lowry, Chris Bosh, and Devin Booker. And Devin Booker, who at 19 years, 109 days, will be the youngest participant in All-Star Weekend ever. Wow. Okay. And he's been having a real good uh, a good season since Hornacek went down. I think he's been averaging 18 points a game since Hornacek was fired. Yeah, well, what helped him was... Uh... Bledsoe and Knight both oh, going down. Right, right. So they the Suns have been playing Goodwin and Booker, which is actually, you know, if you're going to lose games, you might as well get Goodwin and Booker some work. So 
And you know, you don't really, you just replace two Kentucky guys with two more Kentucky guys. So, uh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of names, a lot of potential right off the bat. You want to go Curry, but I'm not going Curry. I'd look at an upset pick as a Chris Middleton, just someone who has no, no chance of winning in the eyes of people. That would be a good way to get his name on the board. Yeah. I think a lot of fans probably still don't know who Chris Middleton is. Yeah. I'll I'll say Reddick. I'll give the podcaster the win. Nice, nice. Has Reddick won one before? I don't think so, but he is uh, leading the league in three point percentage this he's, year. He's having a great year. His best season yet. I'm going to say I'm going to give it to Kyle Lowry. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know. I feel like you know he is probably putting in some extra hours to. Uh, to make a big splash at the three-point contest, you know, show his chops as a point guard next to the guy who's already be con- being considered the greatest point guard of all time, Chef Curry. Yeah, who won? Curry won last year. The year before was Bellinelli. Um, Reddick has not won a three-point contest. So. You know, I'm actually pretty excited to see Chris Bosh in this contest as well. You know, his his event was canceled this year. The, the, uh, the, uh, the long, shooting stars. The long distance <laughs> half-court shot. That's how I know it, as, as Chris Bosh shooting half-court shots. Yeah. They've actually won the last three years in a row, uh, the team of Chris Bosh, Dominique Wilkins, and Swim Cash. Yeah, so they got rid of that. After 12 years, it is uh, gone the way of the dodo. Gone the way of the two-ball? I guess Bosh and uh, Cash and Wilkins could... You know, just consider themselves like they officially buried that event. That's the, yeah, that's theirs. Retired and uh, rode off into the sunset. Right. Despite lobbying from Cavs owner LeBron James, J.R. Smith was not chosen to be in the three-point contest. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if we're going to see any hoverboards this weekend. <laughs> well, he'll be there. <laughs> oh, he will. Smith actually ranks 18, 18th all-time in three-pointers made as of Friday, and is ninth among active players. Wow. And of the eight active players ahead of him on the all-time list, only two of them have ever been invited to the three-point contest, who is uh, who was uh, Jamal Crawford and Vince Carter. Huh, okay. Little factoids for you. Wow. Uh, there's another competition, the new big man and little man Taco Bell skills competition. Yeah, very weird. Players will have to dribble while eating a Taco Bell AM crunch wrap. Mm-hmm. They'll have to throw passes through a tire after dipping their hands in Taco Bell fire sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and they will have to make a three-pointer while balancing a Taco Bell Mexican pizza on their heads. Yeah, of course. They're really, they're really uh, not shy about those advertising dollars mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. event. The contestants in this competition, I don't really understand is if it's the big men just going to be doing the same competition that they that the point guards have been doing this whole time. It, it I, yeah, I don't know. It, that's what confused me. Did the big men get like a head start, like fifteen seconds or something? I'll look into that for you, Bob. Okay, well, let's. This is going to be a hard one to pick, but uh, the returning champ in this competition is Rockets guard Patrick Beverly. And he is competing against C.J. McCollum, Isaiah Thomas, Jordan Clarkson, and then the big men, DeMarcus Cousins, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, and Draymond M.F. and Green. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to look like here. 
I don't know what the contest is. Got Isaiah Thomas, you, I'm I'm down for some Isaiah Thomas victory in this one. Yeah, I'm not sure what the competition is either, but I know if Taco Bell's involved, there's probably going to be some violent messes made for the the shit divers of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a head-to-head bracket-style tournament format, the same one they used last year. Two players to compete simultaneously on an identical course with the fastest finisher reaching the next round. It doesn't say how they'll be bracketed up, but you got to think maybe they'll go big men versus big men, small men versus small men. Yeah. I guess it would be kind of insulting to give them a, a head start, but clearly Isaiah Thomas is faster than DeMarcus Cousins. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Let's get into our next segment, Matt. Yo mama is so fat! I don't know if you saw, but uh, the Spurs really kicked the Mavs' butts badly this past week. And rookie for the Mavs, Salah Majuri. Yes. Uh, was found he was he made this dunk in the uh, in the first half of the game versus the Spurs and then just like screamed in uh, <laughs> Greg Popovich's direction. Uh, the problem was the Mavs were down by twenty two points. Ooh, yeah, and Pop's reaction was classic Pop, really funny. Just uh, just asking, <laughs> he was just laughing at this guy screaming, and, and you could see him mouthing the words like, "What did I do?" <laughs> he even like walks back to the end of the bench. Tim Duncan's not playing, but he's sitting behind the bench in street clothes. And Duncan and Pop are just like talking back and forth, laughing at the prospect of this guy, you know, throwing a dunk down and screaming at the coach's face. Oh, that's good. When they're getting blown out, that's great. Yeah, Wes Matthews said that uh, it was probably the most embarrassing game he's ever been a part of on any level. Okay, so Bob, we have okay the la- the Suns are are officially the fourth worst team in the league right now. So okay. we have we ben have Simmons watch. Yeah, so here's the Simmons watch. We have the Sixers have eight wins. The Lakers have eleven wins. The Nets. Slash Celtics because the Celtics get the next pick this year regardless right. of where it falls. Right. The Nets have 13 wins, and the Suns have 14 wins. Okay. So two through four right now is I mean number one is within reach of all these teams, but two through four is really close. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have the last four teams here. There are two games this week before the All Star break. Okay. So we're gonna look and see how we think by the next podcast if any of these teams will gain ground on each other, okay? Nice. So we'll start with the 76ers. Their two games this week are home against the Clippers and home against the Kings. Now right off the bat, you got to say they have the potential to go one and one. They could maybe beat the Kings at home. Yeah, the Kings The Kings could players got to know that if they took a dive in that one, they could get rid of their coach Right. By the end of the night. So, yeah, if they really want to get rid of Carl, that might be the way to do it. But it, uh, I heard that uh, the Carl rumors really started churning after the Kings lost to Brooklyn. Now, they lost so badly to Brooklyn that uh, Divock and Vivek were, like, running through the halls screaming yeah. off with Carl's head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it seems like they might just go 0-2. Yeah. Clippers and Kings. So then we move on to the um, the Lakers. The Lakers are at Indiana and at Cleveland. Those That's a double L. That's, that's a double L right there, I think. 
They if in Indiana Indiana's been kind of disappointing this year. They're not really disappointing as much as you kind of see that their their run of are they are they a potential finals team that runs kind of over for the time being. Byron um, Scott's putting on his snorkel for some shit diving after those two games. Yeah, so that's a double loss. So then let's move to Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay, so this do they is, have a chance? They are at home against Denver and home against Memphis. Those Memphis are, is hot. Memphis yeah. is going to beat them. Okay, so the Denver at home—that's a potential. That's a potential victory right there. Will Barton's going to make sure he doesn't roll an ankle. That's for sure. Yeah. So are we thinking? Uh, what are we thinking? They, we that we might get a win out of Brooklyn this week. I still think going two, to be honest. I think Gallinari's likes going home to New York. I think he's yeah. going to have a good good game there. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to say two losses as well. Okay. Well, then we move to the Suns, and the Suns two games this week. They're both home games. Let me let okay. me tell you this: they're both home games. So right uh-huh. off the bat, you're thinking maybe they'll get a get a Spurs. home victory. Uh, the Thunder and the Warriors. Oh, <laughs> those are the two. <laughs> But don't roll, hey, roll a couple of snake eyes there. Hey, hey, don't worry. It looks up for the Suns. Here's the Suns' next uh, five games: home against the Thunder, home against the Warriors, home against the Rockets, home against the Spurs at Clippers. Wow, that's if you want to tank. This is that's the this is a tank. Yeah, situation. We are get Ben Simmons some courtside seats. Yes, we are. <laughs> then they go, but then after that they go to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So what you really want to do is you really want to lose these next five games and then cement it with a with loss, a loss yes. to Brooklyn. Yes. Because if you beat Brooklyn, the team that's one step closer to the number one pick than you, then all that, that five game, that losing that five games is all for naught. Matt, do you really think the Suns are going to take someone who's not from Kentucky? Um. We'll look into that, Bob. <laughs> we'll we'll dial up our sources. I saw uh, NBADraft.net, one of the sites I like to go to, actually dropped Labrissier from the 2016 mock draft and put him in the 2017 mock draft. So they're just they're just prescribing that he stays. Yeah, in that he stays. So, and I wow. think that's the right move. I've wow. said that for ever since we went to that UCLA Kentucky game, and he just disappeared for the next month. Right, and I think Calipari even said it too. But there you go. So I guess we're looking at a zero and twos for the worst four teams in the league this week. The race to the bottom continues. Yep. On the next episode of Brick House, I really think that uh, I've come up with a way to make our podcast more popular. Okay, what is it? We're gonna we're gonna leak to Adrian Wojnarowski that <laughs> if the Golden State Warriors trade Harrison Barnes, yeah. Find someone to trade for in Andre Iguodala. If they renounce the rights to Sean Livingston, they will have the cap space to sign LeBron James this offseason. Ooh. So, wow. I think pretty much we just figured out. We just figured out how LeBron's getting to Golden State. LeBron's going to be on Golden State pretty much like four or five months from now. What uh, Does this work with their inevitable trade for and sign and trade for Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, I'm already yeah. I, Kevin Durant's already on the Warriors, okay. according according to Woj and Rask. Yeah. So they're gonna have Draymond, Thompson, Curry, LeBron, Durant, and seven guys named Joe. 
No, I think they're actually holding out. They're going to wait for Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. They're also oh, yeah. going to be available, but it's two years from now. Yeah, you know, they're going to have to. They probably have to trade Festus Azili to get don't, those don't, guys. Don't forget about that trade to get Ben Simmons in the draft too. While oh, Ben at. Simmons. Yeah, he's he's already declared he's going to the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the big Durant to the Warriors news this week, rumored. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. You know, like if the Bulls in 96, I was, uh, you know, only 10, 11 years old, but I don't remember this team going around the country having, you know, half of the away games be filled with Bulls fans. You know, they're 45 and 4, and I don't remember any media member ever suggesting like, well, you know, maybe uh, maybe this summer they'll trade for David Robinson. Yeah, maybe they know? need a Kim Olajuwon. It, yeah, they break this team up. You know, they're only uh, the defending champions, and they they haven't lost since last year. What I find so crazy, I was telling you before we started that everyone expected, much like uh, the 2010 season when LeBron's impending free agency, that was. All anyone could talk about, the speculation of yeah. where they're going to go. And I expected that. As a basketball fan, I really kind of enjoy those rumors. Right. Um, oh, yeah, they're great. But this week, the pervasive story of Durant going to the Warriors, I just find kind of ridiculous. And, you know, a testament to how the Warriors have dominated this season's storyline that we can't even talk about what was anticipated to be the biggest story of the year without including the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Of course, it was all leading up to this game last night, the night before the Super Bowl. But come on, he's not going to the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors would be dumb to do it. You well, you just, don't, you just don't break up the team that's the odds-on favorite to win the, their second straight championship. Yeah, you don't have a team who's not only on the way to winning a championship, but to have the best record of all time. They're like... Yeah, we could really improve on this. Anyways, yeah, we'll we'll get into more exclusively basketball talk after the Super Sunday wraps up, and uh, we'll talk again soon next week. Okay, clogged pores, I've had it. You think I don't notice your pesky blackheads? It's all I see. Why else would I be dodging photos, yelling back up, zoom out, not so close? But now I've got Biore Deep Cleansing Charcoal Pore Strips. With natural charcoal, they pluck out stubborn dirt, oil, and even blackheads in just one strip. So go ahead, snap away. With Biore, I have finally found the skin of my dreams. Biore, free your pores.